We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It's the Bart Winkler Show. I'm Tim Shea. That is Paul Imig. It is time for an episode of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, as we've been doing here on Wednesdays. Did you and, know? You, uh, do you know you just said I'm Tim Shea? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Shut up. Did I really? You yes. said, Good morning, everybody. I'm Tim Shea, and this is Paul Emig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I just want to do the show and go back to bed. You're going <laughs> through one here this morning. <laughs> well, it's been a week. All right. I'm Paul Imig. That's Tim Shea. Bart Winkler is also here. I really said I'm Tim Shea. Yes. Because I saw uh, on the video, I saw Shea like shake his head like, what are you doing? I'm like, why is he doing that? I haven't even ripped on him yet. Oh, you know, there you go. You weird. assumed his identity. Uh, maybe, I'd, maybe I'd be better off being Tim Shea. You might. <clears throat> you might. You have a higher McGuire's tab, Bill. <laughs> No, they don't charge Timmy. No, you, I, I have I have a running tab going there. So hey, if you ever need to go, just put it under my name. <laughs> There's no way he keeps track of that. No way. No, he's just giving you free Miller lights. <laughs> wow. And that place is shut down in three months. We'll know why. You've been All right, well, how you how you how you boys doing? It's uh it's been a week, uh, obviously, with the Packers barely winning. Thank God they did. Otherwise, they would have gotten a level a level of criticism that we have not seen around that team, maybe since the last time they lost. Um, the Badgers obviously still fall out there, firing Chris. The Bucks in Abu Dhabi for a couple of games, and the Brewers officially eliminated on Monday, although they were eliminated back in August, uh, if you ask me. So our Brewers extravaganza show. Is coming up tomorrow, but we will touch on it a little here uh, in the episode. Paul, take it away, friend. All right, we we do have Brewers topics. We do have a Badgers topic. Actually, we'll, I have a Bucks one, but I, I might wait wait till next week for it. But let's start with Packers. It's Packers season. They're three and one. They're the one. Well, the Bucks are good, but it's still preseason. So they're the one good thing that actually happened over the weekend from a Wisconsin sports perspective. All right, let's start with this. The fact that the Packers are not playing impressive football is encouraging 
and actually makes you feel really good about this team's chances for a Super Bowl because they're still three and one. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. Because I saw an article on this too. When I say saw an article, I saw a headline tweet. God forbid I read it. But it said something about how we should be encouraged because Rodgers is not playing that well. And they are three and one. And ultimately, isn't that what matters, the record? I mean, the, the record's going to get you into the playoffs or it's not going to get you into the playoffs. And then I think the Packers just need to take the philosophy. Just take bites at an apple. Oh, just stop. try to get it. Try to get in. <laughs> see what happens. Stop. No, but Rodgers started this way uh, last year, too. It's very similar to last year right now. They came in week one, sucked. Yep. Then they won a bunch of games. Packers' schedule is a breeze the rest of the month. I don't think they're going to London to lose. And they'll beat the Giants, who may or may not have a quarterback. They, uh, they Then they have the Jets, and they can beat the Jets. And then they have the Commanders. Yeah. So right away, last year, you lost week one. You went seven and one then after that. And then this year, you could be six and one right away before you go and take on the Bills Halloween weekend. Halloween, Halloween, uh, All Saints Eve. Mm-hmm. So... I think it is encouraging. I'd like them to play better. I think the defense is playing well. The run defense has been a problem. But I'm liking what I'm seeing from Quay and Rashawn and all these guys. Jair's been hurt. So, yeah, did you, did you it's see, encouraging did, for sure. I say yes. Did By the side note, did you see that Rashawn Gary, the number two odds-on favorite for defensive MVP behind only Micah Parsons right now? Well, it's a sack every week for him. I mean, he's getting the sack every week. Chasing TJ Watt's record. Thought he could get credit for a half sack also, but they gave it fully to Jaron Reed. And that, that was right. Rashawn just kind of came in and laid on top of him. But uh Rashawn, after you know, after another week, we talked about the MVP last week. I still go with Rashawn Gary. Although Pat O'Donnell did win special teamer of the week. That was that was so perfectly timed. Tim Shea, uh, and if you heard the episode last week uh with Heffelfinger, I did, I swear, accidentally say, and Tim O'Shea. But I know that's not correct. It was I am not taking my shirt off. <laughs> not even for $5. Yeah, Tim I'll Shea. pay you 20 No. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right, Timmy. The fact the Packers are not playing impressive football and are still 3-1 and one is encouraging and makes you feel really good about this team's Super Bowl chances. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I'm going to say mm-hmm. Affirmative. Just. Yeah. They're, they're catching breaks, though. There's the one problem. They're getting, you know, top guys out every week. No quarterback. Top guys left. out. Out. That's an top, FTR uh, reference. Yeah. Um, right, Bart? Sorry, Timmy, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Mike Evans out against the Buccaneers. No quarterback last week. We uh, Daniel Jones is a prop, may not play this week. So Who's the backup? Tyrod Ty- Taylor, Ty- but he's Taylor. concussed, he's too. Hurt. He's hurt. So should we get back-to-back third-string quarterbacks, perhaps? Well, they're going to have to sign someone off the street, it sounds like. Really? Yeah. They haven't signed anyone yet. Well, they might elevate someone to the from the practice pra- squad. Pra- practice squad. I don't know what their practice squad roster is, but I don't even say this fully joking. Is is um, Blake Bortles a free agent still? No, he is. De- he is somewhere. I knew he was during preseason. I didn't know if he was kept by 
whomever that team was. Let me. That's see. the one. That's the one thing that worries me is that they're catching these breaks, but you you play with what you got. You play against who you got, and um, win now and and get better later. I guess Blake the... Bortles, free agent. Oh, he is. Yeah, he was with somebody. I know he was with somebody. In, oh, we uh, played against him in the preseason. Yeah, I knew that, but I I don't. We might be seeing Davis Webb this weekend. I don't know. Davis Webb. Wow. What about Brett Hundley? <clears throat> Brett Hundley, is he still in Arizona? I haven't. I don't know. He's a free agent, too. Is he really? Yeah. I got three years invested in Brett Hundley. I got two years invested in <clears throat> Joe Callahan. <laughs> Cue the sad piano music. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Um encouraged despite not playing that well because they are three and one so mm-hmm, it's i think yeah so what they should be realistically six six and one heading into buffalo is that right giants jets and then uh the commanders they'll giants, be five they'll be five and two they should realistically be six and one but i still think they're gonna lose to the jets uh at I, lambo I, at yeah, noon? lambo yep no buy the the flight coming back Noon, noon game, first noon game of the year. Yeah, they'll lose and then bitch about a noon game. Yeah. The only noon game at Lambeau this year. Should we have that quick sports radio topic of the best time to, to, have, a, to have a game? We can do that What's later. your favorite time to watch football? Well, I'll tell you, mine's going to be 830 this weekend. So wait, okay, hold on. This is actually this is why I was transitioning here. So, I'm, so we're, so we're mm-hmm across the board. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. topic number two. There's a Packers game at 8.30 a.m. This is awesome. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love Packers standalone games. True. So prime time, give me prime time, and then give me give me the morning lot. I love Packers standalone games because I want to be invested in all things NFL. I mean, I love standalone games. I love watching the game on Monday. I love watching the game Sunday night. I like watching the game Sunday morning. Red Zone's fun, but also I want to, like, if it was available, I would watch every game. If there was a game Friday night at, like, 6 and then 9, and then Saturday at 9, noon, 3, 6, 9, and then Sunday the same way, and then Monday, I would watch start to finish every single game. You know you I love a family, the right? Like, you have you have a kid, you have a wife, like. I no, wouldn't have a family on the weekends. Not September through January. <laughs> or they can be my family if they're in the living room. They just have to come through me. Fair. And cook me dinner and clean my house. So eight, so 8.30 a.m. is going to be awesome then for you. I think it's going to be great. Now, I'm up anyway. Yeah. So so I, I don't have a problem there. And it's not like, oh, Sunday morning, I want to have a lazy Sunday morning. I, I get up with my kid, but also I'm just I'm kind of a guy that Likes to uh, seize the day. I, l- mm. I like to attack it right from the start. Mm, carpe diem. Uh, uh, yeah, I like to kind of get in a, me and the me and the sun. Uh, you know, the celestial body in our skies that provides us light and heat, and is uh, the basically the the heartbeat of the world. We have a running joke that I'm gonna beat you up tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna beat you. And the sun's like, ah, you ain't getting me today, Winkler. And I'm like, ah, we'll see about that. And then, and then, guess who wakes me up? The the sunbeams in my eyes, and I'm awake. And it's are, like, are you hanging out with Blue Earth or Blue of Earth or Earth or Blue, whatever? Yeah, her name you is. don't have, you don't have inside jokes with the uh, stars in the sky. 
Okay. No, I do not. What, what, you what should was see that? No, I, I the joke. Know, wait, wait. No, I didn't the even joke know what that between... was. What was that? What was that? What was that from? What was that bit you just did? What was that bit? That wasn't a bit. That was your, me. Your, your celestial deal there. What, what was that? That's just me being me. Well, okay. 12 minutes ago, you, you didn't say, hi, everybody. Good morning. I'm Tim Shea. So, okay. You, you, don't, all... you don't have, like, the bit, the inside bit I have with Orion. <laughs> with too, Orion. Dirty, <laughs> too dirty even for this podcast. <laughs> with Orion and his belt. Um, oh, it's about the belt. It is about the belt. <laughs> Timmy, Packers having a game at 8.30 a.m. McGuire's may not be open, but this is still awesome. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Every week, every game should be at 8.30. For the wow. I'm actually a little bit surprised that you would say that. I, I oh. figured Bart might, but I didn't know if if you would. I have to take it easy Saturday night and then set an alarm Sunday. So, unfortunately, unlike Bart, the sun does not wake me up. I do not have conversations with the sun no, and the okay. stars. So, um, I'm, I need a little help, but... Let's go. 8.30 every week. Please, 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 please. So uh, my answer is I'm going to break. I don't know about every week. Yeah. I'm going to break the rules for a minute. And I'm going to say, I don't know yet. I I, No, I I think a lot of people are in that spot. I think a lot of people are going to complain about it because it's different. But I think people will be pretty pumped up. I'm definitely not going to. I don't think I'm going to complain about it. But. I don't know yet. I don't know how I'll feel. Like, I'm not sure if I'll be like, oh, all right, like, let's roll. Let's get out the Packer game snacks and let's let's sit down and watch this. Like, I I I think I'm leaning toward mm-hmm, but I think we're gonna have to confirm that. Like, so I, I think it's interesting to some degree though that you already know you're stoked about it. Whereas, like, I watched the Vikings and the Saints this past Sunday, and you know, watching that at nine thirty, it felt a little bit off. You know, like it did. It felt. It feels a little, it's just a little bit strange. So I don't know yet. I think it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be awesome. But I, I guess I don't really know yet. Is that I like fair? how? Uh, so for American sports fans, what they have done. Not everybody. I get it. But soccer, soccer's soccer is what you watch in the weekend mornings before football starts because it's in London, in England, and uh, the league's good. And then the NFL's like, oh, people will watch sports at that time. Let's also put a game there and, and let's go do it in London to even yeah. like <laughs> assert ourselves even more. Yeah. And then, and then we do, we watch it. So uh, this is probably, so I could Google this really quickly. It's 8.30 a.m. Central time. Oh. What time is it there? Two, like 2.30, I think. 2.30? So yeah, for, 2:30. The, for the local residents, it'll feel like they're 2.30. Okay. Six hours difference. So here's a quick part B. This game has some extra juice for you because it's the London game. Because it's in London, like you, you get a little bit of extra juice that the Packers are in London. The Packers are in London. You got some extra juice. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Uh, mm-mm on that. I think that um, I don't mind if the game was being played in New York. You know, it's cool that they go to London. It's cool that they go to Mexico. It's cool that they're going to go to Germany this year. But and, and what I like about the London games, I do like when they show the crowd because it's a smattering of jerseys that you normally only see at the Pro Bowl, RIP, which is bullshit. <laughs> you don't want flag football? No, I want the Pro Bowl. But the Pro Bowl is garbage. 
but it's not designed to be anything other than what it is. We watch the Pro Bowl and we, we think we're going to get the D3 championship game. Like that level of we must. It's a it's the Pro Bowl, man. So but what, what if they what if they try harder for flag football because they know they're not going to have head injuries or, well, less likely, you know, to have. No, someone is blowing out their knee in flag football. See, that's, what, that's what I thought. You're going to save head injuries, but you can definitely, if you're going to go hard in flag, you can blow a knee for There's sure. There's going to be a massive injury in flag football. And then they're going to be like, that's. Didn't scary. someone blow out their knee a couple of years ago in like a sand football game? During the yeah, no, something like that. Yeah, hmm. but you All can't right, like. I don't know. What was my answer? You said no extra juice that it's in London. Oh, what I don't like is that we're gonna get bangers and mash all day. <laughs> like Mark Sanchez last weekend was terrible. Do we have that crew? I don't think so. Well, no. we might. It's NFL Network. They just stick them there all week. I don't know. So what they do, I, I have this problem with all sports broadcast. And I guess if you've never seen a sports broadcast before, okay. But how many games have you seen where they play in Philly? How many games have you seen where they play in New York? How many games have you seen where they play in San Francisco? They show us the same shots all the time and the, the same like stuff. food. And then the broadcast booth tries the deep. Oh, it's so good. Or they try the Pats versus Geno's or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, and then, so London, we're going to see, like, I don't know. It's just the same thing every time. It reminds me, like, when WWE goes to London, they have, like, the phone booth thing. And they have, like, it's like, yes, yeah, you're, you're, in London. you're in London. We, we're I want to see, I want to see establishing shots of, like, the bad parts of town. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want right, to see so- Tenth City and. I want to see. That's what I want to see. I'm, show me. Show me. So I. So I'm compelled to help. So here's the part B to my part B. But you're gonna get some extra juice if Ted Lasso's cast is in attendance. Did you see they? They were swinging, singing "Sweet Caroline" at the Saints Vikings game. The Ted Lasso cast was some extra juice. So Jason Sudeikis is wearing a WNBA shirt. I saw that. Mm-hmm or, mm-mm. He really likes the WNBA. Well, does he have a daughter? I think he might have a daughter. Basically, only people that like WNBA are dads with daughters. They did have Sudeikis when he was still on TV. Like he he was like with his castmates. Like he was a sweet Caroline Bob. And then when it did the other parts, like he was like on TV, like shrugging his shoulders. I I don't know the rest of the parts. (laughs) Oh, Sudeikis. Oh, you silly man. Uh, His wife currently on tour was ex-wife currently on tour with Harry Styles. Yeah, I was just going to ask whose side do you take in that? I have no idea. Um, Timmy, extra juice. Well, I always of- wonder about that one. No, I do because uh, I've heard bad things about her, but then he subpoenaed her at like a, like a. Oh, I like an award show. Yeah. Yeah. When she was presenting or something. I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know. I don't know. Hollywood Goss. Timmy, you get some extra juice from Hollywood Gossip. Mm-hmm. No. Extra juice from London game. It's, it's in London, Timmy. This is like, you got some extra juice. It's in London. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-mm. I'm going to say, no, not for us, but in London. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, it's, it, this is big. The Packers going there for the first time. Everyone's excited. They, they've been waiting for this for years. So for them, yes, for us, 
it's just another football game. It's just happens to be across a big body of water and in a different country. So, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and early. So I, no. I don't, I don't think extra juice. I think that we tried, you know, if we could set like a, a fundraiser for Horvat, who every time he's been on your show, Bart, since, I don't know, dating back to uh, pre-podcast, would say like, oh, it's my birth- like his birthday weekend or it's his birthday or oh, something. Oh, it's Horvat's birthday, yeah. And if, if he had just won that one bet, so uh, if, extra juice, if we can get him, what, $4,000? or What would it cost to go to London and back, get good tickets, stay in a hotel? That'd be extra juice for Horvat that's in London on his birthday, but I don't think you've gotten enough in the I don't think the pool I don't think this is the first this is the first game I think I heard this that will match up teams that are both over 500 in London ever ever yeah oh my gosh they usually get the stinky games huh yeah well it's the Jaguars and the Rams when they were bad when would you go Jaguars just like Bart Jaguars, Jaguars, or you can say it like the 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 vehicle, Jaguar. I never understood why you were such a stickler with me on that. It's like, in I mean, your host is like when you say Antanasio or whatever you say incorrectly, like Mark Mark Antanasio. It's not correct. That's how I say it, Antanasio. It's not correct. You you are public hosts and speakers. You have to get these things correct. Sorry. If you were just like, if you were like a regular guy who I talked to, I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, it's just that's just my friend Bart. But you got you got to represent. You got to be correct. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, okay, here's a, a quick NFL tangent one, and then we're going to dive into Brewers and Badgers. I drafted this question last week, but we went pretty long, so I didn't get to it, but I want to do it this week. Your favorite NFL team to watch right now who is not the Packers. So through four games, you can. I was going to say root for, so I'm going to say like root for slash watch. Your favorite NFL team to root for slash watch right now other than the Packers, is in fact the Jacksonville Jaguars. 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 Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, For me, it's the the Falcons. (laughs) I know that's not true with the seven completions that Marcus Mariota has every week. Well, and I got to look at fantasy on this one. I have Josh Allen in like five of my seven leagues. 
Oh, I should say six leagues. I got knocked out of my guillotine. I made the decision. I had Dak Prescott. No one cares. He got hurt. I started Derek Carr over Jared Goff. Mm. That cost me. Mm-hmm. Then I got very mad about it the other night. Um, I, I realized that Paul Charchian runs this league. <laughs> Paul's a smart guy with fantasy. I don't like his websites because they're always like, hey, pay us and then we'll take care of the money for you. And you, because then you don't have to hunt down everyone. You can just tell people pay this link, which I don't know why that's any easier. So then, what they do is, if you want the money out, if you've paid the website, then they like charge you. Mm. So they've already been making interest off you, and yeah. then they charge you, but you don't get charged if it's like an Amazon card. This is why. This is why I took over the fan league. Um, f- from Joe after he was the commissioner one year because he went to like league safe or whatever, and they took a cut instead of Joe just keeping the money. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted my forty dollars, and I only got thirty seven, and I I acted like it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Top three at least. Speaking of uh, arguing about money, FanDuel was supposed to give me a fifteen dollar credit because I got one of my buddies to play. He didn't get the credit. I didn't get the credit. I complained to them. Uh, they gave me $50 to the sports book, which I cannot play. Mm. I have complained to them five times. <laughs> and what is it netted out? Like, what have you received from all this? No money and a lot of strife <clears throat> and a lot of, yeah, we're working on it. Uh, check your email tomorrow. I just want so- the. I signed up for a promotion. I should get the money. I agree. So your 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 real answer is not the Falcons. Oh, it's the Bills. It is the Bills. Is that root for watch or both that you're saying the Bills? Who do I root for? I mean, or do you not like? Does is that you root for your fantasy teams and the Packers, and the rest is just for entertainment? I'm rooting for the Giants, actually. Clearly not this weekend, but I've always been uh, on the Daniel Jones train. Yeah. So when he plays well, I like that. Yeah. I root for Jalen Hurts because I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. I root for Tua because I thought he was good. And I root for uh, Baker Mayfield because I thought he was good, but he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yes, your answer is the Bills. Tim uh, Tim Shea. I almost Tim O'Shea. <laughs> it's close. It's really close. It's really, really close. He's Tim O'Shea. I'm Tim Shea. Oh, okay. There we go. There you go. Uh, your favorite team to watch or root for? You can answer the question however you want. That's not the Packers. Is I I just picked I just picked the team. Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. no, mine's the Bills too. I wow, think okay. I like them. However, when the Packers do play them in the Super Bowl, because everybody's gonna want that Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. Just. You know, everyone, everyone in America is going to be cheering for the Bills because of the four Super Bowls and this and that. I have Josh Allen, too, in two of my leagues. He won yeah. me. He's basically won every week, too. So yeah, Even last week, he sucked in the first half and then won me the week. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah, I think Buffalo is a good choice. Um, uh, Detroit, you, Detroit's a close second. Detroit I think is if, a close I think second. If, I think if Detroit wasn't in, in the, the division – but like even then, like I, I'm kind of with you, and I think some of that's the hard knock stuff because I do think that they were an extremely likable hard knocks team. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like they've been it, 
like Seattle Mariners style. Like they've the, the lines have been bad for so long that you're like, all right, this might is this the year? This is the year. This seems like a fun team, and no one likes Jared Goff. He's you know, but now is is he better than Matt Stafford? Um, like no, so, right this year, this season, he's been better than Matthew Stafford. Well, I don't think Stafford's that good, so maybe. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, either way, it worked for the Rams. The Rams did the right thing because they won a Super Bowl, so it doesn't really matter. But Goff has been very good. Um, I, I, so I'll tell you. Last week when I drafted the question, and here's how much can change in a week. I was going to answer the question as saying that my favorite non-Packers team might have been the Dolphins. Uh, I am not, not rooting for the Dolphins after. Uh, yeah, they mess with Tua's brain. I mean, the, I mean, it's just like it's an organizational incompetence type of thing. And, you know, if the fall guy is this unaffiliated neurosurgeon, but the team is – I mean, we still don't know, right? We still don't know what the NFL and the NFLPA are going to do. But that's how much can change in a week that my suggestion was going to be the Dolphins. I'm going to go ahead and say Jacksonville because they are – have mostly been such a joke. And because my boy Tony Khan runs or partly runs the front office. All right. The teams that I inexplicably, well, and some aren't inexplicably, but the teams that I despise, uh, I don't like the Colts at all. No. I cannot stand the Steelers. Same. So bad to watch. Uh, I do hate the Jets, actually. Cause really? Why, why, I have no issue with the Jets. Because I played them in Madden last year and their uniform selection's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the whole NFC West. All of okay. them. Okay. Uh, I hate the Saints. Saints are so boring. I don't like the Saints. I don't like the Panthers either. Uh, and the team that I – I'm not going to say I like them, but I like watching their games. Who? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like, even in, like, the Cooper Rush era, you're enjoying it? They're, I'm like a – I don't know. I – some I I like the Cowboys. I don't I don't say I didn't say that. You I, like the Cowboys? No. I like watching them and don't clip this so that it makes it seem like Bart said I like the Cowboys. <laughs> I like watching them and I root for them. They're going to have a quarterback controversy. But I don't like them. They're going to have a quarterback controversy too. No, they're not. Yes, they are. You heard it came out of the mouth of Jerry Jones. What did he say specifically? He said he wouldn't mind. Well, I hope we have a callback controversy. Pretty much, well, yeah. Which is his way of saying, I hope Cooper Rush is so good. He has he, been. And he has been, that it's worth a discussion. But there's no discussion here. <laughs> By the way, where did Cooper Rush come? Like, was he undrafted? Like, what's the Cooper Rush story? They just did a feature on him uh, last week. It was. I didn't, I didn't see the Cowboys game last week. He, uh, where did he go to school? Yeah, great questions. He was Let's like out of the league, and then uh, the Giants picked him up, and then they cut him, and he was like going back. He was one, you know, one of those stories where it's like Kurt Warner all over again. Oh, he is. Oh, he's already. Yeah, he's already twenty eight years old, working at a grocery store. Yeah, Kurt <laughs> Warner worked. Kurt Warner baked groceries for a month, and we have this like idea that he was plucked out of obscurity. Cooper Rush the guy, was the guy was a he was an Arena League All Star. Cooper Rush was undrafted in 2017. He was with the Cowboys for four years, then the Giants, now back to the Cowboys. 
I sat next to Kurt Warner at a Broadway musical five years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did Brenda like it? Is that his wife? She was with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're married. (laughs) Brenda Warner. Sorry for not being all up on my Brenda Warner trivia. How, how How are you not? Okay. Are you ready to dive deep into your misery? Yes, I am. And uh, I would like to shout out listener Bodie. Um, Yesterday's episode. So the Brewers officially were eliminated Monday night. Yesterday's episode did not cover that. Um, I'm sorry. Like I said, the season ended in August. We all they were going to get swept or not get swept, but they weren't going to win three in a row and the Phillies weren't going to lose three in a row. There was no way that was possible. Plus dusty Baker's treating that series like spring training. He's pulling out half the lineup. after yeah, that, bats. that sucked. So there, there's not, there was never going to be the chance. So this is the time to plug once again, our brewers special episode, a look back on the 2022 season. Featuring Toby Altizer, Tim Shea, Evan Heffelfinger, and uh, Brett Intosa. Oh, boy. (laughs) Paul? I won't be there. Okay. Um, Is this episode just going to be an hour-long, like... Like, fart noise. Like, is is that a recap of the Brewers 2022 season? It could be. Um, downloads count the same. What I will say is that <laughs> there will be some constructive dialogue. Uh, it won't just be the same points that I've always said about how this team sucks. I will reiterate that I think the team should go all in and be bad sometimes because the bite of the apple thing clearly doesn't work. I mean, even with a chance to win on Monday night with the playoffs technically alive, Nobody was at that game. Yeah. Uh, nobody's there yet last night. Nobody will be there today. Yeah, maybe today. Is the, is the Wednesday game the fan appreciation? No, yeah. they, they yeah. did that. Nope. They did that well, over the weekend? They did it over the weekend. But it is at 3 o'clock. It's yes. every, Everyone yeah. plays at 310, right? All games, yeah. All games are at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Should we go, Shay? Do you want to? Uh, want to go get one more bite of the apple? <laughs> We could do our live YouTube that we, we wanted could. to do. Content. Let's talk. I think your challenge should be how close you can sit for how few Oh, dollars. no, Wednesday I can't. Wait, Wednesday's today. It's no, today. I can't go. It's today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a couple Brewers topics, and, and maybe this will help feed into a little bit of what you talk about on tomorrow's episode. The Brewers were 10th in the league in runs scored. Ahead of playoff teams like the Padres, Mariners, Rays. The offense this season was not the problem. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. No, the offense is trash. So, mm-mm. The offense is full of guys. Like, of course, Yelich homered on Monday. And if you look at Willie Adon, what does Willie have? Like 30 home runs? Yeah, at least 30. 31, too. Yeah. How many of those mattered? Three? guys hitting home runs when it's seven to one either way the offense did not step up in key moments and also uh, i'm very mad i think they did keston dirty 
How so? Sunday, they had blown the lead Sunday, right? Yeah. Or they were in, they were in extra innings or they were yeah. down. Yep. And they put in Keston here as a pinch hitter, but I looked at that as let's just let's let's make Keston wear this one. Oh, Keston. stop it! Oh no, they 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 don't treat Keston good. Well, I, I don't disagree with that generally, but that particular point. Oh, let's have Keston go eat this one. Like that's that's how I felt. I'm just telling you. All I can do is tell you how I feel. Yeah. For better or for worse, most of the time, I delete what I tell you. But today, I'm not. So you're ranking the Brewers' problems from 2022, and the biggest. So let me, because I know I answered, that, and you said, Mm-mm, like, no, the offense is trash. You know so who offense, we should get in on this? Who should we get in on this? I'm getting a call on the voicemail line from the Sean O'Connell. I think he just knows when to call because he's he's yeah. been a he's been a featured guest for a while now. Sean, you did it again. You're back on live, buddy. God damn it! I was hoping for the voicemail. We'll call back after, but I just wanted to bring you on with Paul Emig and Tim Shea. Aha! Uh-huh, good. Um, I actually was calling for Paul Emig. I have an mm-hmm question for him, if I could be so bold. Hit it, yeah, we're, Hit we're it, doing it right Sean now. O'Connell. Let's go. Okay, my question is, will the WWE work an angle for a crossover match with Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Cormier because he's getting that um, guest referee spot? DC is getting a lot of exposure and multiple ESPN platforms, and uh, so they'll have some heat to bring in kind of a cross-promotional audience type thing. And the two do have some history where a couple of years ago, the UFC did tease a fight between DC and Brock Lesnar, but I think Daniel Cormier's gleeful response, like he was as happy to hear that potential fight as one Bart Winkler finding a buy one, get 50 free Buffalo chicken hot pockets. Um, so that oh, may wow. have put the kibosh on the thing. So, um, it, well, yeah, let's face it. Uh, probably the only known universe where Brock Lesnar does get a victory over Daniel Cormier is if the uh, ending ha- outcome has already been determined. What say you, Paul Imig? All right. So the Sean, can you hear me? Okay. Cause I know you're like listening through the Bart's microphone. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Coming loud and clear. Okay. So constructive feedback. That was like a two and a half minute question. We got we to gotta condense. We got to work on the, the succinctness of the question. Having said that, I no, don't, you don't you don't neuter a Sean O'Connell call. I, I Sean's great, but I, he's, he's I mean, he likes constructive feedback. Everyone likes constructive feedback. I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Actually. I love constructive. I love constructive feedback. All right, I'm just okay. trying to retrace my steps through the. T- so I actually don't know. I know who Daniel Cormier is. I don't watch UFC. I am aware that he is involved as a guest referee, and um, you've actually just connected the dots for me that that would make sense to set up a Brock Lesnar match. So, mm-hmm. Bart, what you? What do you think, Bart? Is Extreme Rules on Sunday or Saturday or something? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, Saturday. Oh, shoot. You got to stay up late for Extreme Rules before you get up early for Packers. I'll be at a wedding. Ugh. Why? I don't know. 
Sorry, I don't like going to Sean, I don't know if that answers your question. Uh, no, he gave me an mm-hmm. Yes, it does make sense. And yes, thank you for the uh, constructive feedback. And I was kind of working against um, – I was anticipating getting the voicemail. So That's getting, true. Uh, he did Bart think he get the voicemail. Answer. Uh, so, yes, Paul, you, you're, you're 100% correct. Not an excuse, just a reason. I was expecting the voicemail. Hey, I v- will try to tighten it up, pal. Hey, V. Sean, here's our current topic. The Brewers were 10th in runs scored across Major League Baseball this season, ahead of playoff teams like the Rays, Padres, and Mariners. The Brewers' offense was not the problem this year. Mm-hmm or mm-mm? Mm-hmm. The, uh, a lot of the uh, those runs were garbage runs, I think. Uh, the offense um, were, you know, running up the score. The, the offense was not very timely, I would say. But the, if you look at the number of, I, I anecdotally, saying I test saying I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it does seem we lost a lot of three to two, two to one, one, nothing, two, nothing games where the offense um, is, it had, we had more runs when we needed them would have been the deciding factor. So mm-mm is my position. Hey, Cormier was on raw on Monday. I didn't see it. All right, Sean. See you buddy. See you, Sean. All right, way, way to stay on t- uh, focus, Bart. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I remembered that I didn't finish Monday Night Raw. So, Tim Shea, are you going for the trifecta of mm-hmms between you, Bart, and the Sean O'Connell that despite the statistics, Brewers were 10th and run scored ahead of the Rays, Mariners, Padres, the offense was not the problem? 1,000%. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. The problem was the bullpen and the front office. Bart, have you been hired yet by the Brewers? No, I just uh, retweeted a tweet from Ben Verlander. Okay. Who said the Brewers had a five-game lead in the Central, made an unacceptable trade at the deadline, added no offense, which they desperately needed. They got worse. Unacceptable. The Brewers missed out on the playoffs entirely. The front office is to blame. There you go. I just think that, you know, a lot of people did give up on this team. And I think that, you know, you could talk about, well, were we good enough fans? Did we not did we not ride through them the whole journey while they were still eliminated? This season, this season is different. And this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. This season is different. This season was, at every turn, it was insulting. The Brewers did something I joked about, and I can't believe they did. Still. What trading hater? Trading hater. Yeah, I next just... the Badgers are going to hire John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, what was with that? I heard that. What was the deal there, Tim? I, I I like John Gruden as the head coach. Let's do something different. Let's go outside the box for once. You like John Gruden? I don't like him, but I think he'd be a good fit at Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Got an updated message while Tim and Paul uh, Paul tries to figure out what. Tim is thinking. Uh, Sean says, oh, I forgot to ask Paul if we will ever hear from Steven Newsman again. <laughs> I've been wondering what's going on at Chuck's condo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, 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 I don't know. I don't. How would Paul, I know? Paul's good friends with Steven Newsman. We worked at the same place for a while. Yeah. 
so I, I wouldn't. I'll, I'll text Stephen, and he's very emphatic that Stephen, Steve Newsman, that would never work in broadcast. Stephen no. Newsman is more uh, is what he really insists on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what I tried to do when I went through this, the Brewers were fourth best in the league in walk rate offensively. So they had the fourth best walk percentage in the league. The Brewers did offensively. They had the fifth, they were the fifth best power hitting team. For those who care how I say that, like there's this ISO, it's called ISO. It's isolated power. The Brewers were the fifth best power hitting team. So they, they walked the fourth most in the league. They hit the fifth best for power. Uh, that seems pretty good. Problem. They were seventh worst in strikeout percentage. So 23rd best, so AKA seventh worst. They are the seventh worst strikeout team and they were 22nd in batting average for those who care about batting average they were an above average weighted runs created plus team whatever all this to say like what i kept looking is i looked through the bullpen stats i looked through the starting pitching stats i looked through the defensive fielding stats they were for the most part a top half of the league team everywhere like as you take the, the full zoom out of the entire roster they were top half in defensive advanced stats, top half of the league in bullpen, top half of the league in starting pitching, top half of the league in offense. They were never like eighth or better in anything. They were always like 10th to 14th in most. So I, I guess I just assumed that there would be like this one obvious, glaring, overarching, terrible stat, but they were just kind of like fine at everything. Which- well, yeah, and it was represented in their record and their play. I mean, every game – how many of these games? That's another reason why this year sucks so much is because these games kept going down to the wire. I feel like they lost more of those than they won. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe the the losses hurt more. Just there was a lot of there was a lot of dick punches, is what there was. Sure, yeah. So so I'm gonna say the offense was not like the main problem, Bart. I think what you should do on the episode tomorrow is. I, I mean, rank the biggest issues. I, I'd be curious to see how you would end up ranking those things. So here's one I want to make sure we spend a lot of time on, or at least a good deal of time on. <clears throat> I want to be very nuanced about the way I phrase this because I think it requires nuance. Craig Council has done a very, very good job as Brewers manager. But after a disappointing season, along with Christian Yelich's comments after being eliminated Monday night, and to tell you what that was, is he said the Brewers – for the first time since Yelich has been here, did not seem to have an identity. I don't, I'm going to just expound a little bit and say, I don't know when, I, when there's a comment like that, like, Oh, we didn't, you know, we, we just, we never, we didn't have an identity this year. I'm going to, you know, editorialize for a second and say like, I would say that's probably managerial, right? Like, that's part of the job is to create an identity. They had an identity. Their identity was <clears throat> they, the, you know, that gif of council where he's like, yeah, yeah, that was their identity. Well, that, okay. Well, so depressing then like they, they well, were the, the, sometimes the team takes on the persona of their coach or manager. Right. That's what, okay. Okay. So let me just, let, I want, okay. Let me just finish this question. Then I want you to go. Cause this is going to be a, an interesting one. Great council has done a very good job as brewers manager. But after a disappointing season, along with Yelich's comments that the team never found an identity this year, it's time to find a new voice to lead the clubhouse as the franchise's next manager. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Okay. Uh, 
like how would you describe coach bud oh um i a player friendly coach like you know matter of fact he doesn't get he doesn't get too low yeah he always is looking for ways to get better which he says and we joke about yep but what's the team do they get in there they put their head down they try to get better they try to be the best they can i think coach bud does definitely keep it simple what about lafleur he tries to keep things level two or a level state here with our coaches, but he also has got a fiery side. He's pumped up after wins. Yeah. Tries to get the, the cry. There's, yeah. there's a little of that with the Packers. Yep. Uh, Christ. Paul Christ gets fired. Paul Christ. You can't tell an emotion on this guy ever there. The, I mean, the, the players rallied around him after he got fired, but how would I describe Paul Christ? I would describe his demeanor as losing by 20 points to Illinois. It's like, uh, and yeah. council council is frustration. He can't, he does not get high, high, too high, too low again, but when he's frustrated, you could, I mean, there was a game, I think Sunday, he was like, yeah. they didn't make a run in the extra innings. He like walked back into the locker room. It, the pressure of trying to get in is I think so heavy on him because that's what the, 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 the front office doesn't give you the tools to have a world series winner. They think they've given you the tools to make the playoffs every year. So when you don't make the playoffs, where's the pressure going to fall? It's going to fall on Craig. Sure. And I don't think he, and I don't know that you can, I, I think that the players, they see him frustrated, whether they walk by his locker or, or whatever, like Devin Williams. will all remember that after hater got traded and they were bitching about the schedule so much in the first half and Yelich with, like, I don't know, wh- why is he talking in these last two weeks? This team's identity was frustration. And it just, it did seem like things piled on. And when you're in that kind of spiral, like, if something happens to you during the day, it's that's bad. It's like, if you get in a car accident or a fender bender or whatever. Or show up late to work. Or show up late to work. That sucks. But if leading up to that day, you got in a fight with somebody. You were late for work. There was a food delivery that got messed up. Just random things. Then the car crash, which is on some days like, oh, I got a fender bender. That sucks. Call my insurance, whatever, move on. Some days a fender bender in the middle of the day is like, God is out to get me. What is happening? Why the whole I am the center of the universe and everything. Some days, and I think with the Brewers, because of all these little as I call it before, dick punches. And it wasn't just everything on the field. It was the promotions being stupid and fans starting not to show up and just everything along the way. It, it got to a point where the, the, the weight was too heavy on them. They, they were never going to make the playoffs this year. That's why I call them done in, in August. They were, the, the pressure was too much. Council's gift, that frustration gift, became the team. And and you can hear it when they when they talk. There you go, Bodie. There's your Brewers breakdown. Bart just gave himself a standing ovation. Yes, he did. Oh, well, so, well, who did it? Who else did? That people pull over in their car to clap for that one. They did. They did. And hey, that so- is the kind of nuanced take. With emotion and feeling and a Passion. different angle 
that you don't get anymore. Well, you do it when you do when you download this podcast. Well, I think uh, with, with with the Brewers, I, I think the the problem is some of the pitchers got hurt. Uh, <laughs> once that happens, then, then what do you do from there? So I don't think you fully. fully baseball, the- uh, baseball's a crazy game. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a foul, foul, home run, strike a ball. We don't know. <clears throat> was that an amalgamation of several people, or who, who? Like, I don't know who that was. Yeah, who was that? I don't know. Who are you pissing off now? Wait, so Barry, like, I don't think I don't think you fully answered the question though. So d- just to be, I mean, I think I know what you're saying, but it's time to find a new voice to lead the clubhouse as the franchise's next manager. I think so. Well, mm. that's not what the game is called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wonder, I wonder now. You know that you saw Chris get fired. Do the Brewers be like, no, and we can make this choice if we have to. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. the whole Brewer thing is, can I really blame the players that I have to blame counsel? Can I really blame counsel? I mean, look what he was given, but can I blame Stearns? Look what he was given. See, so, the, the, I, the, 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 so then to me, it falls back on Mark, but Mark owns the team. He's not going to do anything. I, I think the nuance here too, though, is you can, you can replace counsel as manager. doesn't matter. Without necessarily. It matters. None of it matters. The Brewers are just a gift that Mark is going to inherit to his kids. That's all they are. Why Why do we care about this team? Because they have Milwaukee on the chest. Yeah, well, we need a new owner. Here's the problem. There was no leader in the clubhouse once Kane left, and no one stepped up to take that role. Kane. Kane was this year, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, they, he, and then he didn't like how they did him. It's Kane, which, by the way, I don't know how I feel about Lorenzo Kane's comments because they he was off. Like he was bad. Oh, yeah, he was bad. He was very and bad. He waited until he hit his 10 year mark. Say thank you. Like, I, I don't know that that I I think it's hard when you say like, oh, like they did me dirty when they didn't like they put up with you being hot, hot garbage so That's that you true. could. So that you could get to your 10 year mark. Tim, Tim. eat something, buddy. My goodness. <laughs> no, but like, so that I didn't, I don't know if I soundproof your apartment. What was that? <laughs> a window. There's a window open. That was a car. Calm down. I live downtown. Driving by. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, Tim, uh, I... I'm going to just, uh, I'll save you the, I'll save you the full spiel, but I'll say, just say, Mm-mm. it's time for the no. brewers to find the new voice leader of the clubhouse next friend. No, Mm-mm. not yet. Mm-mm. Not yet. Council's got a year to work on this, though. You know, he's 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 on the hot seat. He will be. He is considered now on the hot seat going into next year. So, okay. like I said, is, again, this is when you have an organization that your expectation is the playoff every year. A year that you don't make the playoff, I just I, I they have to be able. If you go in, go all in. Like. Next year probably will be more fun because we don't have the expectation. Yeah, but no, I, I disagree. I think the they were up. I, I just, I, I, I would, I would eternal sunshine this season from my brain if I could. Good reference. Um, so Tim, you're saying give him another year. Just give him another year, but but I, I mean, if they get off to a slow start, if they get, you know, if they lose, you know, the first couple series of the year and things aren't looking good and. 
again, you're wasting the pitching because you would assume everyone's going to be back, right? At least on the pitching side. I mean, and and, the and they, create, they, like, cre- they yeah. created another playoff spot for you. This was this was supposed to be so too easy for you to get in to for not sure. or to for not sure. make it. Yeah, and they did it. They didn't make it. So if they get off to a slow start next year, like he he will literally be on the hot seat going into next year. Yeah, I, this is this is the hard one. I think like most logical Brewers fans, of which Tim Shea just proved to be among, would say no. Like this was not a council issue. He's very good. I think again, it's not even to say like you can make a change and not have it say like, well, that's our fall guy. Well, count you know what? We're, at, we're the roster was fine. The front office decisions were fine. The players were fine. This was council's fault. That is not. You don't. It doesn't have to be that, right? You you can just say, hey, every. It's how long has council been the manager? Seven. I don't even know. Seven, eight, eight years. Eight or eight since. 2015. He's right? the longest tenured in the NL. Yeah. I I would argue that when you peaked four years ago, that it's not blaming him to replace him. I I genuinely believe that teams need new leadership. Not I, I unless you're, you know, and again, like even like you are like Mike Tomlin in the NFL, but like when you have the most tenured manager in the National League on a team that has not been to a World Series that peaked four years ago, that's on clearly, clearly on the decline. It's not about blaming counsel. It's about, I think, arguing that a new voice might. And might you get worse when you do that? Yes, it's a risk. It's totally a risk. Well, why did the Badgers f- fire Chris? He because had a good they, run. But, but they, they had two miserable weeks in a row. Yeah, and so the Badgers looked at that where we argue that the Packers should have fired McCarthy after 2014 in hindsight. Yes. Because you have that – because that stayed with them for yes. years. Absolutely. You know what? The Badgers so are like, this is clearly going to foster and – or fester. Yeah. Fester. It, it's clearly going to stay here. So, <laughs> they, so they made a change. And the Brewers that, – that's where – I think council's a good now council got screwed over the last few years where the things that he was the best at baseball changed the rules. Well, and that's only going to become more true with the shift being banned. So like some of the things that, that gave the brewers an advantage that Craig council was so good at, like we started to be taken away this year, but will be taken away even more next year. I would argue Bart, like if, if, if David Stearns, if Matt Arnold, if Brewers ownership agrees with you, like that, the Craig Council gif is the vibe. If Yelich's comments carry weight, that the team did not have an identity, I do believe that's a part of the manager's job is to create that identity. Listen, it would not be, it wouldn't make Council a bad manager to say that you know what, everyone needs a break once in a while. This is a grind, man. Like from February through October fifth, like geez, like can I just take two years off? Like it's it's a grind, and like at a certain point, I think that that can start to feel like I just need. Can you just give me a couple? Can I go sit up in the front office for a couple of years? I'm gonna remain part of the team. I'd love to revisit this. I'm in my early fifties. I got plenty of time to come back and manage the Brewers one day. So it's 
it's with a lot of nuance that I say, mm-hmm, that it's not to make counsel the fall guy, but that it's some you just it it's very strange for a guy to be a manager for eight years, as proven by being the longest tenured one in the National League. So mm-hmm. All right. You can do more. I do want to bring up one take. All right. Do you have time for one? Yeah. Um, Someone just tweeted me, sweet Jesus, Bart. This is the moment I respectfully unfollow. This might be the worst take I've ever seen on Twitter, which says a lot. Hope you're well. Uh, Monday night, Bobby Wagner took out that guy on the field. Yeah. And I said hot take, but I'm wildly against these players decking people that run onto the field like this. Okay, don't do it. But also the penalty should not be drilled, getting drilled by someone who is far superior to you physically in every way and could murder you at the wrong angle. I am not condoning running on the field, but I do think some of these players, when they see a person on the field, they get a little like, yeah, I'm going to destroy this guy because I can I mean, I have the right to destroy this guy. Now, all it takes is one. I mean, we've seen what's happened in in sports with the third base coach for the White Sox and Monica Sella, so I get it. These guys should not be on the field of play. Yeah. But what I'm also saying is that sometimes players use it as an excuse to jack up, like, that's target practice for him. I think my bigger concern, so, like, let's, let's say that the guy did get really hurt. Right, because it's not just that Bobby Wagner is a bigger human and a physical specimen; he's wearing a helmet. Yes, big pads. Like you know, what? What if this guy got really hurt? Right, like really, like really hurt. Is there zero liability for the dude that created the damage because you were on the football field as the fan? I guess I I don't think there is. I think it's like on your ticket. Well, on your ticket, it says, you know, do not enter the field. It does not say, if you enter the field, you will be destroyed by a player. Yeah, they, they should know that. Actually, yeah. not that I, I – and I, I kept track because I'm so close to 12,000 followers that I keep looking every day. <laughs> but I, lo- I lost a good 20 followers for this take. <laughs> but how this many did, take. You, did you gain? None? None, because I said, uh, if anyone in this video should be in jail, it should be Bobby Wagner. Uh, the poor security guy tore his ACL. No. Yes. One of the one of the stadium security people. Yep. So here's the other question, right? Should should the fan be liable for that? If the fan Maybe. doesn't do the thing that he's not allowed to do. Look, oh, don't go to... on the field. I'm not condoning people go on the field. You're just saying don't like just 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 totally destroy them if they do. Yeah, like. I don't know. All right. Yeah. And this is it's a, it's I, I like that you said nuance before cuz I don't I don't know. Not everything's like a binary world to me. What would you do if you were a player? Would you tackle them and they were approaching you? That's your that's got to be your first thing. Here's, here's what I would say though. That 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 particular fan was not approaching, but Bobby Wagner went out of his way. You could <laughs> see like right away you're like, "Oh, you know, like you don't know what's going on." Look, I'm a guy who every time I go out in public, I mean, you don't want to know what's in my head, okay? I'm I'm worried about everything. And so I understand if somebody jumps on the field, you're like, oh, no. But again, all it takes is one. I I get it. I just, if you're going to bring him down, like, 
bring him. I don't know. I, I, again, sometimes I, I don't know. Should I just not have opinions? Should I not have a, should I not be doing this podcast? Should I just keep everything to myself? Yeah. I say no. Mm-hmm. Put it all on Twitter. I mean, I have everything well, that I say and do. That's what I get unfollowed for. That's. No. There's tw- Twitter has no nuance. That's the problem. There's no nuance there. You can you can save it for your your podcast. All right, here's one I have absolutely no expertise in, and then I gotta go. The Badgers should remove the interim tag from Jim Leonard. Just give him the full time job. Stop the silliness. He's the new full time head coach. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Tim Shea first. Mm-mm. Right, because you got to keep your door open for John Gruden. Keep the door, keep the door open, because if you hire, if when when they when I should say when they hire Jimmy Leonard, they're going to run the same stuff. Nothing's going to change. I want change. I you want, want Lance Leipold? How come Badger fans like didn't know Leipold existed when he was here at Whitewater for thirty years, and then he goes five and zero at Kansas, and now we want him over Jim Leonard, who don't, has don't the- forget he also turned Buffalo around too. Oh, I don't forget. They they had a primetime game against Penn State that they almost won. I just I, I don't want the same because they're going to run the same. Jimmy Leonard knows nothing. Actually, they about might have got smoked. Jim Leonard knows nothing about offense, so they're going to keep the same offense. That right now the problem is the offensive line, so you can't run the ball. So bring in a fresh face, new ideas, a new style of offense. It, it, you're going to have a couple bumps in the road for a couple years and see what happens. But Bart Winkler, remove the interim tag from Jim Leonard, make him the full-time coach. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. Is Jim Leonard not in a lot of ways Paul Christ? Yes. Guy that was here, came Yes. Back. But that's what we love. No. Council. No. Well, yes. Well, no. Packers used to do it all the time. Forrest Gregg, Dan Devine, Bart Starr. Bart Starr. What a name. Then their assistants. Sherman, Holmgren. Bring them all back. Ray Rhodes. John Gruden. Ray Rhodes. Yeah. Ray Rhodes got an unfair shake. He got boned. So so you're you're, going to say... uh... Mm-mm. I'm gonna say it doesn't matter. Jim Leonard's the coach of this team. Yeah, I hope he goes zero and five. But then why not? If but then why not give him the vote of confidence rather than saying we need to do our due diligence and open up a full coaching search and we wouldn't be doing our like that's not a well, vote of Nick confidence. Stadium says you know what? I need a new challenge. I'm gonna go to this ranking. Well, here, here's maybe the secondary thing. Uh, Jim Leonard is having some remorse. He, he'd love to go back and just take that Packers DC job. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. No way. No, he's going to fulfill his lifelong mission of being the Badgers. I think I even brought up conspiratorially that eh, defense hasn't been looking so good either. Oh, he's, he's, he's trying to. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Leonard soften things down a little. And I don't like that. I can say Jimmy Leonard, Jim Leonard. There go. But we're going to, but you and me and every Badger fan that's like, you know, Oh, Jimmy Leonard. I don't know. Something about that bothers me. Look, everything. This is what, come on. Paul <laughs> Patrol, Chris. Paul Patrol, Paul Patrol. <laughs> what about, never mind. We'll lose by double digits. And, and my, answer to the Badgers, my answer for the Badgers is I watched two minutes of their game against Ohio State. 
and that has been my viewing so far this year of Badgers football. So I don't know. I don't know. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, will be there on the double. That's all could the comments they have. Could you imagine John Gruden as the Badgers head coach, though, for just for a second? Just can get that. Imagine, can you imagine having Why to be? Why are the, you doing this? Can you imagine having to be the PR department of the Badgers team after they hire John Gruden? Go outside the box and do something different for once. This, this is that's what this state needs. The state uh, needs John Gruden as the. This is the strangest. Like I'm not even like. This is like the strangest take. It's so it's so strange. It's like I. It's I, I don't know how to process it. Like I I just can't believe I'm hearing this. I was also told that about Hater and look what happened. So again, let's see well, if I can. Well, go you then you said you were joking on Hater. Kind so of, in like but, four but months are you going to say I was joking about Gruden? The joke came through. Wait, wait, you want you want John of all the people you want John Gruden? Why not? Why, Why not? No, <laughs> because he's gonna Tim. Yes, Bart. John Gruden's not even a college guy. You're like saying Urban Meyer, but instead you're saying John Gruden. Why? You know, you know who the Badgers will get. Uh, the old Vikings head coach, not no the the old the the one who was who was with the coaching staff. Uh, the oh the, the, quarterback, the quarterbacks coach, um, the bald guy with the mustache, and he always wore that. Oh earpiece. yeah, um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Cranwell. What? Oh, Childress. Childress. Brad Childress. Brad Childress. He was he was with the Badgers for a while. Yeah. That's who they'll bring in. Oh, yeah. I mean, that see, that at least there's some, like, dots to connect. John Gruden. John Gruden's like, you're going on a boat fishing for takes and you caught a zebra. (laughs) Like, what's he doing there? He's not fish. What What the fuck, dude? Don't laugh at me when the, when when John Gruden's hired. Okay? Don't laugh at you. I'm gonna come over there and like murder you. <laughs> yeah, what's new in this neighborhood? Sorry, what? Wow, getting political on me. All right, well, this is uh, obviously we have to wrap it up now. That's all I got. I have nothing else for you. I'm not condoning fans running on the field, but Bobby Wagner hit the guy too hard. Sorry. All right. And uh, thanks to the one person who finally gave me a one star to take my five zero to a four nine. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it was me. <laughs> no, I did it so I'd have something to bitch about, and I could go after fake enemies again because I'm a psycho. All right, you go get some sleep, Tim Shea. I mean Bart Winkler. Well, people wanted us to wake up at three in the morning to record these, and that's what we did. So we didn't. All right. Hi, right, boys. Right. See you. Bye. Tomorrow's episode, Brewers Roundtable. You in? I'm in. Let's do this. It will be recorded after the season's over. We are going to not just bitch about this awful year, but we are going to look ahead at what the team may look like in 2023.
Tim? Bart? Have a good one. See ya.